Welcome to C3 Church Tagra. You're about to hear a message from Luke Boy. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. Years and years ago, um, I used to go on um, family holidays, and they were so good. It was summertime. We'd go camping at the beach. Loved it. And um, I remember this uh, time, whenever I'd go there, it was just like the best. Like, you were so excited to get there. Setting up the tent sucked. I hated it. Like, Dad, I just want to go surfing. Come no, help me put the tent up. So you put the tent up, and then once the tent was set up, you were in for just the best week. And... Um, I'd go surfing, and I, and I had my friends there as well, and there was, like, heaps of good sand dunes, and, um, like, like who loves jumping off sand dunes and, and, like, doing that move where you go like that? Um, you do that, you're just having so much fun, and I just, I just remember loving it. And, and, and the first day passed, and it was good, and it was sunny, summer, loved it. And then, anyway, there's this one night I remember... Because I was um, pretty cool back uh, when I was a teenager, and I didn't like to sleep in my parents' tent in the other section. I, I wanted my own tent, so I got my own tent. It was like a little two-man tent. And um, I remember this one night, it was like this heaps nice day, summer, awesome, loving life, doing mad jumps, surfing, food, oh, so good. Get into the tent and um, close it up. Love sleeping in tents, camping's great. And start to go to sleep. Life is good. Then, in the middle of the night, I know so many people here that that camp will know what I'm talking about. In the middle of the night, thunder, lightning, wind, rain. It's just like... I'm like, what is going on? It felt like the ocean was falling on my tent. And like... You, you know, it, it's so bad. You're, like, you're tired and, and you, you're hating it. You just want to sleep. The tent's like bashing you in the face. It's like you think your tent's going to implode and you're, you're a little bit scared because you're only a teenager. And, um, oh, I wasn't scared. And um, it's like wet and cold and sucks and I remember being in that moment, and, you, and it, I feel like this sometimes. When you're in the middle of these moments, like you're in and out of sleep, and it's like, will this ever end? I feel like I've been in this storm for eternity. It's like, gosh, hate it. It's like this, the, the, hate it. Anyway, um, summer, how good summer. Do you know what I hate? winter does anyone else hate winter do you know this is the honest truth i only found this out the other day which was good because it um made me feel a little bit better about myself and i realized that i wasn't a legitimate nutbag but there is a true condition that in winter you actually can get a form of depression because of winter there have been times in winter and you can ask Candace, she'll let you know that in winter, I'll be just there, just going, oh, so cold. 
Where is the sun? Summer seems like this distant memory. It's like, I don't even know what summer is anymore. All I know is the cold, the dark. It gets so dark so early. I hate that. And, and, and it sucks. Winter to me sucks. Some people like it. I don't know what that's about. But um, I know there are people that like it, but I hate it. And I get depressed. And, and, it, and, and it happens in winter. This winter hasn't been too bad. I've had my mind occupied on other things. I haven't allowed myself to wallow in the, the filth of winter. But um, no, I... I hate winter. I hate winter. And so changes happen in life all the time. And some are really, really good, really fantastic. These changes come out of the blue. It's like, no way. I just got a promotion today. Or there's these changes like, I just found out we're pregnant or or whatever. My mate gave me a lollipop. Like sometimes these awesome changes Come out of nowhere and rock your world for the good. And there's other changes that take place in your world that, that are hard. And, and when we go through these changes, we endure hardships, um, struggle, and, and even pain. Yeah, it happens to everyone. Changes are inevitable. You can guarantee that change will always happen in life changes 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 yeah changes <laughs> can't help themselves that's our pastors for all those people that are like who's singing that yes our pastors they're really they love it um reminds me of my grandparents my grandparents oh, not not no 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 wait 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 that didn't come out right. And you hate those moments when you put your foot in your mouth. Anyway, I'm just going to move, keep moving on. Luke, just keep moving on. Get back to your notes. Forget that. You just put your foot in your mouth and realize that change is just simply a part of life. Um, and so when we have these negative experiences to do with change, I always find, and I've found that a lot of people I know, they go through this process uh, when when change comes, and it's and it's and it's a devastating change. Um, and I find that process is it, it starts with questions, and one of the questions that I always find myself asking when something you know of hardship takes place in my life and or something devastating happens, one of the first questions, or the first question I ask is, why? God, why did this happen? Why did I just lose my job? Why did I lose my friend? Um, Why have I dislocated my shoulder 20 times? Why? And it's a perfectly normal and natural thing to ask. It is healthy and it is very normal to find yourself in a time of devastation, in a time where change has rocked your world, to go, why? God, 
Why? It's perfectly normal. But um, there's, there's some things about asking why um, that can be complicated. Because um, when we ask why, sometimes we're not always going to get an answer. Sometimes we're not going to get an answer to the why. God, why did this happen? I don't know. Sometimes you might get an answer. Why did I lose my job? Well, it was because you were being a douchebag. Um, your boss was telling you to do one thing and you thought you were too good for that and you never did what your boss asked you and then you got fired. That's why you got fired. Um, but there are other questions when we... Oh, there are other times when we ask why and we just simply won't get an answer and then so when we don't get an answer sometimes you try and create an answer in your own head that's what I do sometimes sometimes you're like um because some people are like really like they need closure which is an unfortunate personality trait because sometimes you can't always get it but sometimes I've found myself it's like okay so why did this terrible thing happen um, because, oh, God, uh, he wanted this to happen, or, or it's because this person is a sinner and he's an idiot, and that's why that happened. And, um, but do you know what? If you're trying to get an answer and make it up on your own, do you know what I find? I find that something happens. We will always do an injustice. Um, because there's some things that we will just never know. We will never, ever know. And to say that it's because of this, you're doing God an injustice. To say it's because of this, you're doing that person injustice. You just are not going to know why. And um, it's tough. It's a tough place when you're in this place of why. It really is. And don't you find that when you're in this place of why and you're not getting an answer, don't, uh, like for me, I find when I'm asking why and I'm stuck in the why God, I find that everything stops. My world freezes. Everything comes to a halt. And I'm stuck in the devastation of the change. And it's like, why? When... In reality, the world is still spinning and life is still happening. But when you get gripped by the why, you seem to stop. Your feet are stuck in the ground. Um, you know that storm I was telling you about? Um, that storm where I was in the tent, it was so damn bad. But the next day, it was so still perfectly sunny not a cloud in the sky the surf was pumping and i it was and i remember this as possibly the greatest day at one mile beach nelson bay i've ever experienced it's the best day and you know winter how it sucks sorry to all those lovers of winter um have you noticed it's never ever stayed winter forever um spring 
is always around the corner. Even though it's a distant memory, the reality is, is that seasons change. When we walk in relationship with God, our storms will always pass and our seasons will always change. Never forget that. Because I find that sometimes when we're depressed, we, f- we forget that that change is inevitable. Sometimes when we're depressed, it feels like it's never going to change. But it does. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you. Ecclesiastes 3.1 tells us, There is a time and a season for every activity under the heavens. There is a time and a season for every activity under the heavens. Um, one of the, some of the things it talks about, and, it, and then it goes in from there into all these different times for this and a time for that. And, and something that sticks out to me is there's a time to weep and there's a time to laugh. Um, there's a time to mourn and a time to dance. Got to remember that. You might be in a time of weeping. You might be in a time of mourning. But your time of laughing and your time of dancing is inevitable, just like change. You've got to walk with God, though. You've got to walk with God. Um, and the other thing you've got to do, this is what I find helps me when I'm in that time of why. For me to, to navigate this, this change of devastation, this change that brings pain, I've, I've got to shift my question. My question is why. But, but when, I, when I simply just still ask a question and maybe not have an answer, when I change my question, I find it easier to navigate the, the hardship. And, and the question that I find that we've got to move from when we're asking why is, what now, God? What now? Because sometimes we don't get an answer to the why. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we don't. And, and the way to, to help us move, and let me just say, if you're in a time of why, I don't want to rush you into the what now, God. You need to do time there, do time there. That's great. But you must, at some stage or another, move from the why, God, and ask, well, it's happened. It sucks. But what now, God? What now? Um, When I used to live at Terrigal with my beautiful wife, um, I, I was okay to share this with the Yars, but I feel kind of awkward sharing it with everyone else. But that's okay. I'm going to do it. Um, I used to work in Sydney, and it's a long drive home in the afternoon. And certain body clocks mean certain different things. And when you drive the freeway, you might have a bottle of water. You get home, and you got to go to the toilet. And at our Terrigal house, there was our neighbors couldn't see in the the yard so it was okay before i tell you it's okay to do what i would do i used to just go kick the door open out of the car slam it shut run over to this patch of grass and go 
And one of the awkward things was is that I told there was a gnome there as well. There was a gnome. And I felt sorry for the gnome, but I had to be in this one place. I don't know what it's like. I don't know. I'm not a dog, but I get it how dogs, if they have a place to pee, they want to pee in the same place. So I would choose the same spot and pee there every afternoon. And it was great. Nothing like peeing outside. If you're a guy, you understand this, especially at night. Something about peeing under the stars. Um, anyway, asking God what now, here, it go, here we go. Asking God what now really helps us to remember that life is still happening and helps us to lean on God as he, he helps navigate us through the tough times. When you ask what, uh, what now, God, don't you see how it, it shifts from a time of why a time of maybe hopelessness. And when you ask what now, God, you actually are acknowledging that there is a God who knows the way through and, and, you, and you find yourself leaning into him. And, and when you ask this question, it opens up this whole new door for God to pull you through the time of, of terrible change. <clears throat> Lament, Lamentations uh, 3, 22 to 23 says... Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Asking God what now uh, helps us to accept that something terrible has happened, but also acknowledges that there is a God that can pull us through. Romans 8, 28. This is, this is a scripture that's just been just pumping me for, for probably six months. I read it and I go, wow. There's something about this scripture that just, it, it, it shakes my insides. It rocks me. It rattles me to the core. And we might have it up there. It says, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. I just, want to, I just want to read it again. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. That is a profound scripture. And it's something that boggles my mind. And I knew that I was getting impacted by it but it wasn't until I heard this, this phrase that it, that it all made sense. And when I heard this phrase, like literally I'm feeling the emotion now, tears like filled my eyes. And I heard this phrase and, and it goes like this. The God who wastes nothing. The God who wastes nothing nothing that is who we serve the god who wastes nothing um because he is the god who wastes nothing we know that in all things god works for the good of those who love him in all things 
definitely means in times of struggle and in times of terrible change. It's simply, it, it just rocks my world. The God who wastes nothing. Romans 5, uh, 1 to 5 says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. The God who wastes nothing can produce something of worth, something of beauty out of suffering. And how that takes place is a mysterious and, and, and wondrous thing that only God knows. He knows the way through everything. Um, isn't it weird how when Christians... Uh, are doing life and they encounter a, a time of hardship and a time of trial, there's always an incredible testimony out of it. Isn't that weird? Every time we go through hardship, every time we go through something that just almost kills us, there's a testimony of God's goodness of God's grace, of God's love. It's, it's so amazing that in our times where change has rocked our world, God knows a way and is able to lead us through every change that life presents. Um, Candace, my wife, who I love so much. Do you know... In December, we'll be married for eight years. And do you know that when I married her, I thought, I cannot love this girl any more than right now. But over the eight years, I find that I love her more, like like a hundred times more than what I did when I was that age. It's this weird... Uh, anyway, I'm getting off track because she's such a legend. Anyway. Anyway. Bring it back, Luke. Settle down. So, Candace, she is an absolute legend, as we all know. And she's a very bubbly person, as we all know. And she's a very social person. She loves being around people. She loves people, which is good for me. She absolutely loves... Uh, human contact and company. And when she was a teenager, um, life was getting a bit stormy for Candace. And I know I'm okay to share this because we've talked about it. It's okay. So don't think, oh, what's he going to do? He's going to open up this can of worms. No. We, we talk. We communicate. It's a part of marriage. And I'm still learning. And um, it's good. It's all good. So Candace went through this time where her sister was absolutely losing herself to drugs 
and not just, you know, good feeling drugs, like soft drugs. We're talking serious drugs that absolutely can wipe a person out. And her sister would actually get out of control when she was high to the point where she would just get super aggressive and and a whole heap of bad stuff was going down in the house. And at that time, um, it was just the three of you for for a while. It was your mum, yourself, and your sister. And it was wild. It was like a tornado. And Candace and her mum have like this, such a tight relationship. And like you love your mummy and your mummy loves you. Um, but it was during this time that it was so wild and so hectic that uh, Candace's mum actually said, Candace, I'm so sorry, but you got to leave. And that was a big deal for a teenager that loved um, being around people, that loved being around family, that, that thrived off community, especially family. So as a teenager, her mum said, not Sarah, you have to leave, because she knew that if she kicked the sister out, then that could be really bad. But the, your mum in her wisdom, your mum is incredible. But your mum in her wisdom knew where you were in life and said, you're going to have to leave for this to work because it got really dangerous a few times between you and your sister. And so Candace had to leave and was living in a tiny, tiny little unit. She was working, she was in uni, and she was doing it all on her own. No one... No one was giving her anything. She was doing it on her own. And when I say on her own, you've got to understand for Candace, that's one of the worst things that you could ever do. Yeah. But out of that, if you were to ask Candace about that time, she would say, you know what? I actually wouldn't wouldn't trade that time of change in my life. I actually wouldn't trade that time of, at the time, devastating change in my life because out of it, my relationship with God went from here right up to there. Um, In that time, you were getting revelation upon revelation upon revelation about who God is, how big he is, that he's your father in heaven, that he's your provider, that he's your protector, that is your king. God always can work miracles in our times of negative change. Love it. So that patch of grass that I always used to pee on, do you know, and this is no word of a lie, that that patch was the fastest growing grass in the whole backyard it would grow so lusciously, so tall, so green. It was greener than the rest of the grass. Now, I'm not talking, I'm talking at an incredible rate. So we wouldn't mow the lawn for three weeks, right? The rest of the grass would grow that much. And I'm not lying, am I? 
But this patch of grass that I would bless would be about that tall. It was unbelievable. I was going to bottle this stuff. It was absolutely incredible. And sometimes when a change happens, doesn't it feel like life is urinating on you? It can at times. It really, really can. But do you know what? Like the grass, you, if you walk with God, you can take this time and allow God to work something great out of it and he will grow you faster than what you ever could. Candace took the time of, of life, I won't say it again, but struggles coming your way and you grew so fast. The key is, is to hold on to God with everything you got, move from the why and enter into the what now God, hold on to him with all of your strength and he will pull you through every single time. Your storms will pass and your seasons will change. Let's give God a hand. Why don't we just stand, church? If I could ask the band to come, I'm just going to pray. God is awesome. God is awesome. He is the God who wastes nothing. He's the God that turns all things around for the good of those who love him. And so, Father God, I thank you for change. It keeps life fresh. It keeps it interesting. And, Lord God, I thank you for every good and perfect thing you do through every season and through every storm and through every good time, Lord God, you are moving and you are working your wondrous power. Lord God, we're humbled that you waste nothing. And Father God, I know there's times when we experience change that's so devastating. And I know, God, that you never wanted that to happen. But Lord, I know that when we hold on to you, you pull us through every time every time and father god we we remember you as the god who wastes nothing and we thank you thank you so much that you turn all things around for good you are incredible god thank you so much love you so much love you so much you know you might be here tonight and you're smack bang in the middle of a storm you might be in a season of winter and it sucks and it's cold and it hurts God is the God of the seasons it will become spring soon the storm will pass soon and the sun is going to shine there is a time for everything in life it's never stayed winter a storm has never endured forever thank you God for change thank you God you're awesome Lord you're awesome Amen we hope you enjoyed listening to this message 
For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.